Blog Talk Radio.
evening, citizens of Earth. Welcome, humans. I merely tell you that the future of your planet is at stake. We have to ask you to try to stay calm, and it's important for everyone not to panic. I am authorized to assure you that so far there is no reasonable cause for alarm. We have come to visit you in peace and with goodwill. We work for a highly funded yet unofficial government agency. Our mission is to monitor extraterrestrial activity on Earth. We are the men in black. You know what the difference is between you and me? I make this look good. Kyrie and you are now rocking with the best. This is Original Native Radio, and of course, you are tuned in to Thursday night's Tower of Tantra with Coach Kyrie and Master Yao Morris. But of course, we wouldn't be doing nothing if my listeners weren't here. That's on the download. That's live and direct. So of course, I always give credit where credit is really due. Want to give a shout out to all the listeners who tune in to Zoom in each and every week. Thank you. Tonight's show, like all the shows, are brought to you by RelaxationIsTheKey.com as well as OriginalNativeRadio.com. Oh, we are going to have some fun tonight. It just seemed like Tantra is just pushing all through the week now. We gave it one day, and it's like it's just spilling all over um, continually into other nights, other shows. Last week, we had the fibroids and prostate uh, show on Symptometry on Tuesday, and then a follow-up show on Thursday here on Original Native Radio. And then yesterday, myself and Master Yao were on a noontime show at high noon talking about Tantra and getting ready for the upcoming event that we have in Winston-Salem, North Carolina on September the 9th. September the 9th, we're going to be in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, Master Yao Morris, Coach Kair for a Tantric Lifestyle Workshop. If you're interested in getting your advanced tickets, saving a couple bucks, please go Please visit www.thetantriclifestyle.com. Thetantriclifestyle.com. We're going to be at Maati Spa, and this is going to be fabulous. Uh, and it is the owner of Maati Spa. It's her birthday that day. So what do you think we're going to do? We're having an after party. Yeah, I was always talked about that, too, about taking that energy and pushing it to the next level, like through celebration. So we're going to be having the workshop from 1 to 7, Then we're going to have like a two-hour break. Maybe you want to get a massage. Maybe you want to get some of the services that are there at the spa, and then we're going to crank it back up at 9 o'clock until. I advise you, go ahead and take Monday off. September the 10th, you don't want to go to work. I'm just going to tell you like that. We're going to manifest enough creative and sexual energy on Sunday night where it should be some big-time bonuses jumping off for everybody, you know. So, but don't believe me, check it out. And before I even go any further, I'm going to bring in 
the man with the plan, the man of the hour, too sweet to be sour, author of Awakening the Master Feminine, author of Kim Say New, the oracles of Kim Say New, authors of relationships, I mean, the natural blueprint to relationships, and just, just, just all around extraordinary renaissance, man. Y'all put y'all hands together for my main man. <laughs> it's awesome, baby. Man, why are you over there laughing, man? Why are you starting off I'm the show? Always getting laugh- the- I'm always laughing when you introduce the Renaissance man and all this mess. <laughs> it just makes me laugh. I'm sorry, man. Anyway, I want to welcome all of the people listening out there. Um, uh, you know, we can't do it without you. I just want to say um, I really appreciate you. And, uh, you know, as always, we want to help you achieve the highest and best version of your life. And I believe the highest and best version of life, sexual life, is Tantra. The highest and best relationship life is Tantra. And we want to help everyone live the highest and best version of their life. Now, you know, this thing at the Mayati Spa is an example of how we put it into action. We're not just talking about it. We're not just saying you can live the highest and best version of your life. We're saying get your big behind out to the Mayati Spa and start living it. We're not going to just show up there, you know, with our towel. We're going to show up there with real practical stuff that you can do to start getting your life on right then and there. Stuff that, you know, when you, you're going to say, ooh, uh, ooh la la la, something like that. <laughs> so I just, you know, want to give a big shout out to all of the people in Winston Salem, North Carolina. We're going to be down there. We are inviting people from Greensboro, Raleigh, Durham, Charlotte, uh, <clears throat> Alaska, Canada, uh, <laughs> uh, Alabama. You know, if you want, come on up. Or as they say on the price is right, come on down, you know, and do this thing. I am really pumped up about it. I'm excited about it. I just, every time I think about it, I think about beautiful women and a few brothers, too. You know, I mean, hey, you know. Uh, I just think about, you know, the last time I was at the spa walking around with my towel around me, you know, trying to look, you know, like, uh, you know, just just trying not to smile so big, <laughs> trying not to look silly because I'm so happy, and you know, I'm getting a massage, and just thinking, wow, you know, does it get any better than that? And then on top of all of that, Kyrie is saying, no, that's not enough. We're gonna have an after party. I understand we got a great big old outdoor balcony deck, whatever you want to call it. We're gonna we're gonna be getting a breeze and just sitting around looking at beautiful people, getting your back rubbed, getting your feet rubbed. Uh, they might stick some needles in your stuff, you know, get you activated. And it doesn't get any better than that. Does life get any better than that? I don't know. I don't think so. Oh, so, yeah. I, 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 yes. I, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I got, a, I got another added bonus because, you know, oh. we've been talking about 
Um, well, you know, Kyrie is always up to something anyway to try to make it, you know, to make everybody. We want to over deliver. That's my policy is I'm going to over deliver. I want to go 500 percent over what your admission was. So Dr. Abbott from Symptometry is going to be there with his AccuGraph machine. And the AccuGraph machine, you know, he's been in uh, natural, in the Chinese herbs and uh, natural medicine for over 15 years. The AccuGraph machine lets you get a full system check on, like, all of your systems, your lung, your pericardium, your governing channel, your spleen, everything, your eyes. It's like a... I th- and then you can get the re- and then you can get the results emailed to you. So he's going to be in the house too because we understand that when we use tantra to manage our energy, we want to make sure we know what are some of the things that we're healing. We've talked about the fibroids and the prostate, but um tantra is also good for the liver. It's also good for your lungs. It's also good to strengthen the heart and the eyes. So we're going to have uh an official real deal doctor in the building with the AccuGraph machine uh, so people can have a chance to really uh, see what they look like. And I think what we're going to try to do is, uh, you know, Nakima Lee from Upscale Desires is going to be there. We're going to put her on the AccuGraph before um, she gets on the table and whoever else wants to get on the table. And then we're going to measure them again to see what the results are of the tantric energy. Now, what do you think about that? I just want I just want to put Nakimo Lee on anything. (laughs) 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 Have you seen that picture? I just want to put on something. I'm not really I don't really care what we put on, but let's put on (laughs) something. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Whenever you're talking about putting a good-looking sister on something, you got my attention. I'm like, yeah, let's put them on something right now. You know, so it's like, okay. Uh, it's it's going to be all-star. That's all i got to say. Right. And then, and then you also going to be in – and you're also going to be um, – you're going to be in Atlanta this weekend, and then you're going to be in Houston the weekend after that, right? I'm going to be in Atlanta this weekend. I'm going to be in Houston September the 6th, 7th, and 8th. With at at a, a just a blast, it's just going to be like a volcano erupting down in Houston because they are all excited and pumped up down there. I'm going down there and I'm just going to load up like a commando going on a raid. I'm going to have everything ready. We're going down there fully loaded and we're just going to start guerrilla warfare as soon as we get there. We're just going to start bam. The parties are going to be smacking. It's going to be on on and pumping in Houston, September, that Thursday, Friday, and that Saturday, and then I'm going to shoot up to the Mayaki Spa. I'm going to bring all of that Houston energy with me. Mm. Oh, man. Now, that's going to be crazy. Now, that's I'm going to be down in Atlanta the weekend before that on the 31st with Dr. Jewel Pulcrum, and she came on my Illuminati Money Show last night, and I'm telling you, you know how Jose Canseco you know how them boys in the baseball were putting on the steroids and hitting all the home runs? Right. She just took a barrel of scientific steroids that was good for me last night and just added some champagne to my campaign. I mean, she went there. Like, she really, really went there last night. 
about the subject of Tantra, brain balancing, managing energy, sex, relationships, spirituality. I mean, and she was giggling the whole time. So I don't know if some people, don't, whether they know who Dr. Jewel Pulcom is or not, but go back in the archives on blogtalkradio.com forward slash Kair and listen to last night's Illuminati Money Show with Dr. Jewel Pulcom and hear her take on Tantra. And good God. Phew. It's, oh Let man. me make a correction. That the, the weekend I'm going to be in Houston is the 14th, 15th, and not the, the, the weekend before that. I'm going to be in Houston on the 14th and the 15th of September. That's the week following when we're going to be at market. But let me just make that correct. That okay. correct. Now, um, I, I, I want to talk about something tonight that uh, it might be a tough subject for some people, but I just want to, I feel like I need to speak on it. Now, can we get a drum roll? Uh, oh, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on. Is that good? <laughs> That's a right. drum roll, man. Well, you didn't give me any prep. <laughs> here's what I, you know, here's what I prepared for tonight. I had one subject there, but, but everybody was saying to me, well, you know, y'all, we got to do all of this healing. We got to deal with these fibroids. We got to deal with these prostates. We got to deal with all of this, uh, you know, all of these topics that you know, kind of depressing. When are we going to get to some pleasure? Tonight, I want to talk about pleasure. I want to talk about getting it in. I want to talk about some of the little things that you can deal with in tantra that's going to put some champagne in your campaign for real. <laughs> Now, hold on. I found it. I found it. <laughs> Better late than never. So, we go back and we say, let's do a little quick review. We talk about the Tower of Tantra. What is it? We say that people have a physical body and they have an energy body. So the physical body is your body of cells. And the energy body is your auric field, your chakras, your uh, layers of the aura, the uh, energy centers, the kundalini core, and the, the tower of energy or the core of energy in the center of the spirit body that connect the spirit body to the brain, the blood, the, or the hormones, the whole package. So we talk about this tower, and we've basically said that you can use this kundalini energy, this chi, this, this energy that we have here, to enhance pleasure, to enhance enlightenment, or to bring about healing. Tonight I want to talk about the pleasure aspect of it. So what I want to talk about, first of all, I'm going to start out a little bit kind of esoteric and, uh, you know, so, I mean, we've been kind of trying to keep this thing real simple, real down to earth. So I'm just going to get a little teeny bit esoteric in the beginning, but I'm going to bring it back down to regular stuff. So the first yeah. thing that I want to say. Yeah, yeah. Right, before you, yeah right before you get started, I think uh, you got Houston so excited. We may have Houston on the line. Uh, hold on hold on one second. Uh, 
Houston, come in. Come in. I know we don't have any problems. Houston, Houston, your microphone is open. Hey, this is Tori Anita. Hi, how are you? I'm fine. How are you? Ooh, I think this is the person that said they didn't have a radio voice, y'all, but I told them they had a tantric voice. <laughs> I, I thought you yeah. asked her how it was. We know she's fine. We want to know how she's doing. <laughs> I'm great. How are you, Master Y'all? How you doing? Great. Um, I was calling in with some more details about the Houston community greet. Um, it's Friday, September 14th. The address is 4812 Almeda Street, Houston, Texas, 77004. And the time is 7.30 to 11 p.m. Um, if you want to contact someone about the event, you want to email Nikita at sensualenergy at gmail.com. That's sensual, S-Y-N, E-R-G-Y at gmail.com. So are you going to be telling everybody to take their vitamins before they come? <laughs> yes. My husband and I in the kitchen, her mate, we're like Tantra missionaries here in Houston. We've been sharing with all our third board and all our community families. So we're excited and they're excited to meet you and to learn about getting our uh so what we need there, you know we need a defibrillator somewhere up on the wall, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> and you know I'm going to be coming there dressed up like a Jedi Knight from Star Wars. You know that, right? <laughs> okay. So, so, you know, when anybody comes up in there, we're going to hit them with the Star Wars uh, lifesaver. We ready. We ready. All right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm that's going to be a, that's going to be serious. Houston, I'm telling you, Houston is trying to Houston is trying to outshine Atlanta. Man, Atlanta is on. I'm telling you, this class in Atlanta is like wham. They up there. They got the energy level up there already. And Houston's trying to give us some serious competition, so this is going to be something else. Well, well I'm going to tune into the show. I'm ready to hear about my pleasure, so I'll let you off the here. All right. Any other callers right here? Oh, no. I think that's it right there. We're getting ready to go ahead and warm it up. They'll probably get their hands they probably get their hands up and get moving a little later on in the show. Let's go ahead and get to this press, this uh, this pleasure principle. I'm ready to get to that myself. So, here's the thing. The Kundalini, as I said in a previous show, most people are using two, three, or four percent of their Kundalini capacity. The Kundalini is a power current. That, that rises up from the base of the spine and rises up into the body and gets dispersed and it causes the body to be alive and active. It gives you the energy. It's like, um, it's, it's similar to, if you look at a house, you've got the main energy running through electrical wiring. Like if you plug your uh, lights in, then that's the main low you know, the, the what we call low amp, high 
frequency electricity, alternating current. And that's similar to the energy that the cells produce that allows you to walk, talk, and whatever. But in, your, in a house, you also have a different type of energy flowing. You've got the, the low-voltage energy that operates your thermostat. You've got the energy that's in your computer. You've got the energy that's in the control mechanism or any type of electronic device that you have. It's not high-voltage energy. It's the controlling energy. In other words, when you turn on your computer, your little PC, you, you, you're taking in that, that 110-volt electricity from the main power source, but you also have operating in, in a computer, it gets transformed down to a lower voltage, higher frequency control energy. So we, we see this, this dual energy scenario in the body. You've got the big energy <clears throat> that's used to, uh, you know, the body produces it out of the food you eat, and that allows you to, to move and, and do the what we call the gross function. But you've got a much higher frequency, a much more powerful energy source that we call kundalini. And this is the control energy. This is what makes you work. This is the energy in the brain. This is the energy that that allows that is controlling the other energy. And that's the energy I'm talking about today. So this sexual energy that you have, it's not the energy from the food you eat. This sexual energy that we're talking about that gives you these orgasms is a nerve energy, at least the way we interpret it. It's a higher frequency energy. It's a different energy. So that when we're looking at this kundalini, what we're talking about is a dual action, raising it up and applying it into the reproductive system. So that if you take anything that you do and you put this control, this kundalini energy with it, it amps it up. For instance, if you bring this energy up in the brain to the hypothalamus complex, which is the part of the brain right above that channel that you call the mouth, the, the roof of your mouth, right above that, there's a little chamber in the brain called the hypothalamus center. It's also connected with what is called the limbic brain. And if you take this kundalini energy up there, then everything you do involving the senses gets cranked up. For instance, anything that you eat tastes better. Now, so what we're saying is your food doesn't taste better because you get more energy, you know, out of the sugar that you burn. That's not what makes your food taste better. Your food tastes better when you put energy in the brain center that governs satisfaction and taste and appetite. If you take this energy and combine it with any function in the body, it causes the sensations you get from it to be amped up. So, uh, when you fast from food, you automatically increase the amount of energy going to the food centers, the satiety centers, so that when you stop fasting from food and you start eating again after four or five days, food just tastes so much better. 
And people wonder why. Well, it's because your kundalini is saying, how come you're not eating? Let's put some more energy into that seyadi center and let's amp that up a little bit so this, this knucklehead will start eating again so that when you eat, it's not a matter of the food being any different. The food is the same food, but it tastes a whole lot better because the energy in that center, in that, in that part of the nerve, in that part of the, the perception of your being, is cranked up. It's sort of like if you've got some speakers and you put more votes to the speakers and the sound comes out with more bass and more crispness and more volume. It's sort of like that. Now, normally we have a, a little bit of energy in the, well, let's back up. So this tower, this Kundalini tower, has several points or stations along it. And one of those stations is right near the navel or what we call the solar plexus. Another one of those centers is up near the heart. One is near the throat. One is up near the brain between the pituitary and what we call the hypothalamus. Now, there are other channels and stations in the center. The point I'm trying to make is that when you can get energy, more of the energy, to leave the base of the spine and go to any of these particular spots, it can do certain things there that has a sexual benefit. Now, one of the first things that we try to do in Tantra with the female is we try to get that energy to travel up from the base of the spine to the first center, to what is called the Dante end near the solar plexus, and then to reroute itself down to what is called the G-spot. So let's just say, if you're at the 3% level of kundalini, if you're at the average point of kundalini, and a woman becomes aroused, you may get up to 4%, 5% while she's aroused. And some of this energy is siphoned off from the bottom center, what is called the cauldron, or at the base of the spine, and it energizes her G-spot, and then when the G-spot is stimulated, she feels intense pleasure. However, if you can get the energy up to that second level, to that Dantian level, the energy that comes off of that is a higher quality, a higher frequency. And when that energy, some of that energy is siphoned off and goes down to the G-spot and you stimulate the G-spot, the feeling, the sensation that you get is very, very different. In other words, you may be, you, you may be doing the exact same thing. A woman may be with the exact same man, and he did the exact same thing. He was wearing the exact same clothing. He kissed the exact same spot. He whispered the exact same things in her ear. But because it's a different frequency of energy going into her nervous system, her response is very, very different. I want to be clear about this because people are going to hear what I'm going to say that follows and say, well, how can this be, Master Yao, that you're doing the exact same thing and getting a different response? And it's because... It's not because your, the sexual activity is necessarily different. What's different is the frequency of the energy 
stimulating the nervous system. And so this is what I want to talk about tonight. I want to talk about enhancing pleasure. And I want to talk about enhancing pleasure by energy management. Now, obviously, some of what we're going to be talking about tonight is based on secret technology that we give out in the classes, and we're not going to give you necessarily all of the codes and secrets and things that you need to do to actually do these things. We're going to give you some of it, and we're going to give you the, some of the blueprint, enough so that you can understand how to do some elementary things to, to increase your pleasure. So we're going to start off with the female, and we're going to switch to the male, and we're going to switch back and forth from the female to the male, female to the male, talking about how to enhance pleasure. So, so now the first trick, the first trick to enhancing pleasure deals with the moon. So when the moon is full, the water elemental energy in nature is at its peak. I'll say it again. When the moon is full, the water elemental energy in nature is at its peak. Therefore, the the type of kundalini energy, the frequency of it, is higher at that point than when the moon is new. Therefore, whenever you have the moon cycle going toward full, you have a natural scenario where the body's kundalini tends to be slightly higher in terms of output. More importantly, it's the frequency of it tends to be slightly higher so that the impact on the body of doing the exact same thing is more intense. So first thing we're going to talk about, or the first thing we're throwing out there, that, that this is impacted by the moon cycle. Next thing, we're going to talk about is that when you're dealing with this energy, you can change it through something called qigong. By doing certain types of qigong, which we teach in the class, you tend to cause the kundalini energy to, to increase in frequency and vibration so that you're dealing with a higher vibratory rate in the nervous system. So another way, first, moon cycle has a bearing on this water elemental energy. Second thing, qigong changes the vibration of your kundalini, changes your your access point, so that by doing certain types of qigong, you tend to cause a higher frequency of kundalini to flow, which causes your nervous system to be amped up. Next thing, we're going to talk about um, conservation of energy. The more you conserve your kundalini, your sexual energy, the higher the frequency becomes. And if you do this in a rhythm, in other words, if you do this in such a way that you're doing this off again, on again, off again, on again pattern, not only do you increase the kundalini for that one particular moment, but after you do it long enough and maintaining a certain lifestyle, it changes permanently. It changes permanently. 
and its profile alters permanently. Therefore, one of the tricks of achieving sexual pleasure is to get to a, a, a certain plateau and stay there long enough and then the body changes and adapts and you take on this orgasmic profile permanently. And we do that by restricting sexual activity to a cycle that takes advantage of these moon energy, that takes advantage of qigong, that takes advantage of this conservation pattern. Let me just put it another way. It's like if you were a baseball player and you're taking steroids, and so what you do is say, instead of me just taking steroids anytime, what I'm going to do is I'm only going up to bat during the game where we're near the full moon. And I'm only going to bat after I've done my qigong exercises so that I'm conditioning myself so that I'm only coming stepping up to the plate after I'm amped up through the qigong exercises. And I'm going to conserve my hitting so that I'm missing several games so that my energy is amped up much higher than it normally is. So that when I do come to bat, you're going to find I'm going to get more hits and I'm going to hit more home runs and more triples because I'm at this place of elevated energy. Then when you keep to this pattern, enough moon cycles, your body is going to change to have a different hitting profile all the time, even when you stop the pattern so that the way that you're going to change your hitting profile and increase your batting average is by selecting when you hit, by doing certain exercises each time before you hit, and by making sure that you rest for a while, hit for a while, rest for a while, hit for a while, so that every time you're hitting, your energy level is much higher than it normally is. What happens is that the body repeats and you subconsciously program yourself to keep your energy level up there all the time. And the reason that the human body does this is because it, it, it adapts to your lifestyle. So what, what it's thinking is, let's just say you're out hunting deer. And maybe in order to hunt deer, you've got to track it. You've got to run. You've got to actually run after this deer for four hours, and it takes a lot of energy. So you get out here as a man, you get on the track of the deer, and you run that deer down, and it takes a lot of energy, and it takes a lot out of you, but you finally get close enough to the deer to shoot your arrow, and you hit the deer. You do this for several months, and the body starts to understand that we need to get this energy up high, whenever he chases a deer, so that any time you do it now, you don't have to go through the exercise to get your energy up. The body automatically says, we're going deer hunting, therefore 
get the, keep the energy up whenever we start deer hunting. So you do the same thing sexually. And the first thing that happens on the woman is that her G-spot changes its profile so that the energy going to the G-spot, the energy that's stimulated in the nervous system when the G-spot is stimulated causes the G-spot to increase in size, to expand further, because the G-spot is just like a tiny penis. It grows down into the vaginal cavity. And the more it goes down into the vaginal cavity, the more intense the sensations arising from its stimulation are. So I'm going to repeat this again. To increase pleasure, the, the best thing that you can do, the key thing that you can do is to change the Kundalini profile so that there's a great amount of energy so that you're doing Qigong as close as possible also to the full moon phase of the moon, and you're going to find that your sexual experiences are much more intense. Your orgasmic experience is going to be much more intense. And if you continue this pattern for a few weeks or a few months, the body changes, the subconscious mind reprograms you to constantly maintain this higher level of orgasmic pleasure. And there's a few more things that can be done. There's a few more things to trigger this. But that's the basic science. In other words, it's like don't simply have sex all the time you feel like having sex. Do periods where you have sex intensely followed by periods where you abstain. And you're gonna, you don't have to do this for the rest of your life. You pick a period in your life where you say, everything is going good for me, I feel nice and healthy, I feel nice and attractive, and you do this exercise where you say, I'm going to have sex maybe once a week or twice a week at the most. I'm going to hold on to my energy, and I'm going to plan this thing so that I'm only having sex when I'm at a peak. I'm only having sex a week or two weeks, you know, before the full moon or within a few days after the full moon, and then for a couple of weeks or a week after that, I'm just going to, like, keep it down to a bare minimum. And I'm going to make sure that each time I have sex, I've done my Qigong and I've changed my Kundalini profile so that the body gets used to you having intense sessions each time you have them. And after a few weeks of this, your subconscious mind develops a dendrite pattern, and it changes your whole orgasmic profile so that even when you stop the alternating pattern, even if you don't have it at the full moon, even if you don't do the Qigong before, your energy level maintains higher, and your sexual experience is much more intense. So if you invest two or three months in this scenario, it will change your orgasmic profile for the rest of your life or for the foreseeable, for the next seven to ten years anyway, providing you don't have a major health issue. Now let's switch to the man. So it's the, pretty much the same type of scenario. So now, what can the man do after he's done his Qigong 
after he's done his Kundalini profile scenario, after he's paid attention to the moon cycle, what can he do to increase his ability to have more orgasms and more intense orgasms? Well, the first thing that we should understand is that what physical thing on the man is involved in orgasm and pleasure? So the first thing that we know is that orgasm does not occur in the penis. That's not the case. Orgasm, for the man, orgasm does not occur in the penis. Orgasm occurs in the brain. And let's talk about what triggers orgasm and what actually is involved in the sensation itself. The sensation occurs because of energy. And what is this energy doing in order for the man to have an orgasm? This energy causes the receptors in his brain, in the pleasure center, to fill up with what are called dopamine receptors. It's like a hormone or a neurochemical. And it's the more of these dopamine receptors that are filled up when he has orgasm, the more intense the orgasm, then he needs to be able to empty these receptors, to empty them all out really quickly so that he ramps up and is able to have another orgasm. And it's And it's the energy profile that does this. So now, one of, the, one of the key things for a man to do is to make sure that he has in his system an amino acid called thyrosin. T-Y-R-O-S-I-N-E. That's an amino acid called thyrosin. T-Y-R-O-S-I-N-E. This thyrosin amino acid is the precursor to L-dopamine. And basically what we're saying is that in order for him to load and unload his receptors, his pleasure receptacles in the brain multiple times, he has to have an ample amount of this thyrosin amino acid in the brain, in the blood system at the time that he's having sex. Now, how to do this, we get into in the classes in more detail. That's a little bit too, more, too complex for us to talk about. But any person who studies amino acids, who Googles uh, thyrosin, who Googles L-dopamine, and who studies it, you can go to any library, any Barnes & Noble and get books that talk about this. Anyone who spends a couple of hours reading up on it can figure out the secret or part of the secret. The reason it doesn't work all the time for all men is because the kundalini energy isn't high enough to stimulate it in the first place. In other words, we have two situations. Number one, most men are walking around with a, a minimal amount of thyrosin amino acid in their system. And most men are walking around without a high level of kundalini. If you do one thing, just one, 
it doesn't get it. If you just get the Thaurus in there, that's not enough. If you just get the Kundalini up, that's not enough. You have to have both at the same time. If the Kundalini energy is high up to that first chamber and that thyrosin amino acid present in the brain and blood system, then you will produce the L-dopamine response during orgasm and you will unload those receptors rapidly so that you can have multiple orgasms. Now, there's more to it than that, of course. There's other things that you can do. There's other things going on there that, you know, you need to be kind of healthy. You, you know, there's other, other, other things going on. But this is part of it. And here's something else. So with the male, the thing that causes the L-dopamine to, to rush into the receptors and create this great orgasm and then rush back out so that you can have another orgasm very quickly is something called the perineum muscle. This perineum muscle spasms, and that's what causes the dopamine to rush into the receptor. This, 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 this muscle called the perineum, which is at the base of the penis, flutters or spasms or rapidly contracts and releases and contracts and releases again many, many times. And it sends a nervous signal through the autonomic nervous system when it does when it does all of these spasms up to the brain and in response to these spasms of the perineal muscle, the dopamine rushes into the receptors and rushes back out again. And the man freezes, starts making noises, uh, goes into convulsions and feels orgasmic. So the perineal muscle in most men is weak. How do we strengthen it? We strengthen it by once you've done your qigong exercises, as we talk about in class, then you do what are called clenching exercises. The clenching exercises is done in a meditation where the man sits comfortably, he breathes deeply based on the meditation that he's doing, and in rhythm to the breathing, he contracts the perineal muscle, holds it for a count of one, two, three, four, whatever the, the breathing that you're doing, and releases it. Just that simple. The perineal muscle in the male is the muscle that you contract when you stop the flow of urine while you're in the bathroom. In other words, if a man is peeing and he stops the flow, the muscle that he uses to stop that flow is the perineal muscle. So the next time the male is in the bathroom, stop the floor of urine, and you'll feel that muscle tightening up, contracting. That's your perineum. Remember that muscle. And repeat that exercise when you're doing what are called clenches. So you don't want to do an excessive amount. What you want to do, no more than five to six minutes. Five to six minutes is all you need to do. You should do it each day. Five or six minutes, all you need to do. Clench, release, clench, release. You want to do this in a meditation. You want to do this to a tape. In other words, you want to play a meditation, a particular mantra, and in counting with the mantra, you breathe. You're, you're doing the mantra silently. 
And in tune with the mantra, in tune with the count, the breath count, you breathe in, clench the perineum, hold, breathe out. You breathe in, clench the perineum, in other words, contract the chest, like you're stopping the flow of urine, breathe, release. Breathe in, hold it, clench the perineum, release, breathe out. You breathe in, clench the perineum, hold your breath, hold the contraction, release the contraction, breathe out. No more than five or six minutes. That's it. After a week, you will see more strength in the perineum. It will send a stronger signal to the brain. And if you have the kundalini and the dopamine present, based on the thyroid being the precursor that makes the dopamine, you will find that your orgasms will be more intense. More importantly, you will be able to unload and load up again faster. And in you keep on you keep on bringing the, the, the kundalini up high enough, you're able to then have multiple orgasms the same night. And in fact, now we move to the prostate. If we can get that kundalini energy up to that first chamber and send that energy to the prostate, the prostate then will become strong enough, and we've talked about this before when we talked about the prostate, the prostate didn't become strong enough so that when the orgasm comes, the man does not ejaculate. So the orgasm is not intense as the orgasm of ejaculation, but he will orgasm. The perineum flutters. The signal comes up to the brain, and it spills out the dopamine. The dopamine hits the pleasure receptacles. The male feels orgasm. He unloads, ready to load up again. He has another orgasm. The dopamine loads, unloads. He has another orgasm. The dopamine loads and unloads. And he can continue to do this depending on how high his kundalini level is to the point where he can have up to 21 orgasms before he ejaculates. And has, once you ejaculate, that's the final orgasm. Then the perineum won't spasm anymore, and you can't send the dopamine up to the receptors anymore, even if you've got any left. So we have several things that are key to the male orgasm. The perineum must be strong. The prostate must be healthy. You must have thorazin amino acids in the brain, not in your stomach, not in the intestinal tract, not in the liver. It's got to be in the brain. And the brain, once it gets this storage in there, automatically converts it into dopamine as soon as the male becomes aroused. As soon as the cute woman walks in there and starts kissing on him and rubbing those breastfeeds on him, the dopamine starts to be manufactured instantaneously. And we got some women out here that can make you manufacture some dopamine. I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> so now, so then we're talking about exercises <clears throat> called qigong, which raises the vibratory rate of this kundalini energy and channels it up 
to the first NPM. So it's a higher, higher quality energy, a higher quality frequency that amps up your pleasure centers. He's getting his thyrosin in his system. And some men naturally have high levels of thyrosin. That's just how they are. But you can build it up no matter what your natural proclivity is. And then you can't take dopamine. It doesn't work like that. The brain makes the dopamine from the thyrosin. You can't take L-dopamine. You can, if you take L-dopamine, it goes into the system, and within minutes it's converted to other things because it's one of those neurochemicals. It has a very short shelf life, and it's very um, volatile. It's just like nitroglycerin. You can't pour nitroglycerin on the floor. It's going to explode as soon as it starts to react with other chemicals. You've got to make it right before you use it. So, now this ties into what is called the nitric oxide pathway in men. So for men, this nitric oxide pathway is what they've been studying for 30 years in order to come up with the formulas for Viagra. Okay? Now, you know, we're not going to talk about the nitric oxide pathway tonight. What we're going to talk about is some of the precursors to the nitric oxide pathway. So the nitric oxide pathway is the whole sequence of what causes a man to become aroused and leading up to everything up until that point at which, you know, he, he spasms the perineal muscle, causing the autonomic nervous system to go into overload, triggering the, um, uh, uh, the dopamine reaction in the brain receptors, and the pleasurable sensation. So this whole nitric oxide pathway, pathway is a complicated thing, and I am not an expert in it. If I was, they'd be paying me millions of dollars to make the next product after Viagra. So, you know, I do not know everything about the nitric oxide pathway. So I'm going to give you one thing that I do know, one thing that is fail-safe, one thing that will definitely help you manage your male nitric oxide pathway. Wait a minute, yeah. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You mean you're not gonna make them wait until September the ninth, or you're not gonna make them come to Houston? You getting ready to give it to them right now? I'm giving them one little part. That's all. I'm not gonna give them the whole thing. Just one little, one little piece. Well, I got, well, I, I, I got to give them in something. I'm giving the women so much. We got to do something <laughs> for the brothers. Come on. <laughs> Okay, look, I'm a, I got, a, I got a little small piece because you know qigong. That's my particular area of expertise. So, I'm, I'm over here d uh, trying to disseminate what, what little piece I'm gonna give them out too. You know, I'm trying to get a farm away on September the ninth, but tonight, I see if you're gonna <laughs> give them a little something, I go ahead and give them a little something too. I'm just gonna give them a little something. This ain't, this, I'm not giving away the secrets because there's, there's so many other things. This is complicated stuff, and, and I, you know. I'm not an MD, I'm not a pharmacologist, and so there's a lot of the pieces of the puzzle that I don't know. I'll, I, I'll admit that. So I'm just saying, you know, these are some things that are going to work for most men, and, you know, uh, the nitric oxide pathway is complicated as heck. I can, it's complicated as hell, let's just say it. And so I don't think there's anybody on the planet that really understands it fully. I mean, they've been studying the heck out of this joint for years and years and years and years. We're talking about all kinds of PhDs and stuff, and they finally learn how to do Viagra, but they still don't know how to really truly manage it without expensive drugs and stuff like that. 
So if they really understood it, they'd be able to tell me how to how to change their nitric oxide pathway without taking, you know, harsh chemicals. Anyway, I'm just going to tell you one little key little piece. The, the, the thing that's the foundation of the nitric oxide pathway is an amino acid called arginine, A-R-G-I-N-I-N-E, A-R-G-I-N-I-N-E. And this amino acid is an essential amino acid that we get from a lot of things that are not meat. It's found in a lot of nuts, chocolate, a bunch of stuff. Um, you know, um, but it's not really, you know, it's not really, uh, it's not in certain foods, it's in others. Now, this arginine amino acid is a building block for protein, and it's one of the central components in semen, sperm, male hormones like testosterone, uh, steroids like uh, HB5. It's, it's a it's a principal component to a, it's like a foundational thing in the male reproductive system. Now, this arginine, here's the thing. It's very, very key. It's, it's a major component in how the male experiences this thing called the nitric oxide pathway. And, and every man over 21 should Google that and study the hell out of it he should go back into what is called the American Journal of Medicine and do a search on the nitric oxide pathway, and he should read at least 10 articles that have been there in the last 10 years on the nitric oxide pathway. In other words, don't take Master Yao's word for it. Who the heck is Master Yao anyway? Go to the American Journal of Medicine. They got it. It's easy to do. It's not like back in the old days when I had to actually get to subscribe to it. It's like a hundred some dollars a year. It used to be, and you have to subscribe to it, and you have to do the index to give you a. They give you an index once a year, and then you have to go back and read physically, get the magazine, and read the article. You don't got to do that no more, knucklehead. All you got to do, go to the to to any medical college or go to any big library, get the, 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 the Journal of American Medicine back stuff, and, and it gives you, it tells you just all you got to do is search for articles on the nitric oxide pathway, read the top ten, and keep it moving. So now, getting back to arginine, I'm going to tell you what you're going to find after you read a lot of these articles. You're going to find that a big reason why most men have a corrupt nitric oxide pathway is because of imbalances concerning arginine amino acids. Here's the real serious problem with arginine. The body cannot metabolize and use arginine at the same time that it deals with certain other amino acids. In other words, because of the chemical structure of this amino acid, the, the, in the stomach and in, 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 the, in the pancreas and in, it, while the body's trying to deal with it, it can only do so with 
other amino, certain other amino acids are not present. Now, one of the amino acids that interfere with arginine is called lysine. L-Y-S-I-N-E. Sometimes it's referred to as L-lysine. So that if you've got L-lysine in your system when you eat, and you've got arginine in your system when you eat, the body can't work with both. It's going to pick one. So what you have to start researching is, how do I really get L-arginine in my system? Because most men, they are suffering from malnutrition of arginine. Why? Not because they're not eating enough, but because it's going out in the urine and in the toilet because your body's not metabolizing it, because other amino acid metabolism is interfering with it. So here's the trick. Here's the key. Here is a million dollars worth of information. Investigate arginine amino acids, the foods it comes in, and investigate what amino acids compete with it, and put yourself on a regimen as a man so that one week you're maximizing arginine absorption, the next week you're not. You don't want to try to do what some athletes have done, and that is 100, you know, 52 weeks a year, 365 days of the year, you try to maximize, maximize arginine absorption, therefore increasing human growth hormone output. Why doesn't it work? because the other amino acids that compete with it become then deficient, chain reaction occurs, and the, act, the opposite thing happens. Instead of you producing more arginine, more human growth hormone, you end up jacking the system off, messing up your immune system, and all kinds of other stuff happens. So you've got to alternate. A period of time, you focus on arginine absorption, a period of time you don't. You get the other stuff in there. Most men will discover if they just do this simple exercise with arginine, amino acid, they will increase the efficiency of their nitric oxide pathway. They will increase the efficiency of the hormone production, increase the efficiency of the testosterone production, steroid production, these other things that are critical to the male prostate and testicle health, and the man will find that his sex life improves. Now, Kair, um, I gave him a little something, but I didn't give him everything. I didn't give him all the secrets because, I mean, this is some general kind of information. I mean, well, it, maybe it's not general, but this is not like secret, secret, secret stuff. You can get this just by reading the American Journal of Medicine. And that's not a secret publication. That's open to the public. Now, you can just go online and read that stuff like, boom, you know. I mean, they might charge you to, to be a color member or something, but it's not secret at all. So now you just got to know where to look. So I've told you where to look. So every man listening should Google nitric oxide pathway. He should Google arginine amino acids. He should Google Tyrosine, T-Y-R-O-S-I-N-E, 
amino acids. And all you industrious women out there, you women with the breastfeeds who want the big orgasm of you should be Googling this too. And if the man is too knuckleheaded to do the research, put it all together for him in a booklet titled, Get Your Shit Together, <laughs> and slap him inside the head with it. <laughs> you know, so if you... If you, if you got a man, if you got a man, and you really like him, but he could use a little upgrade. Do this research on thyrosin, arginine, nitric oxide pathway, perineal muscle. Put it together in a booklet. Put a ribbon around it. Take it to Office Depot or Staples or, or, or Kinko's, bind it up nice, <laughs> and give it to him for his birthday. Of course, it's really a gift for you, but I'm just saying, you know. And you, this is real stuff. This is not like focus, focus, whatever, whatever. Of course, I'll repeat again, none of this stuff is going to make much of a difference unless the kundalini is right. You've got, the physical body has got to be there. But you can work with the physical body all you want. If the kundalini is not right, it's not, it's not happening. It's the energy that dominates. Hello, you still so, there? Ta- Tyre. Yes, sir. Um, I-, I heard the sound effect. That's why I stopped. So I'm going to turn this, if we've got callers calling in, let's give out the call out number again. What is it? 347, help me out. Uh, two I zero, got it around here. Two, 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 zero, two, go ahead. 205, what's the rest of it? 9089, right? It I should is. know it by heart. 347 205 9089. The ministers out there, all of you guys with the claiming things, you should call in and be asking questions about this right now. You should put your hand up, hit one. Coach Tyer, I want to ask some questions because this is really good stuff. Now, if you show me some interest and you call in and you are, like, raising your hand and whatever, I might next week tell you some more stuff. What do you think, Tyer? Is that fair? Hey, more than fair, more than fair. I mean, this is, like, this is too – I want to get my jewel out, and then I want to comment on two things, but I definitely want people to call in, especially the men, you know. Um, You must have been reading my mind because I'm going to start at the back. You said the women. This is one of the things, and you phrased it differently from how Sanyata taught us. Sanyata says to be efficient and proficient in Tantra, you must be aware of the physiology, physiological uh, anatomy of the opposite sex, your partner. And remember, yesterday we were on the show, and the woman said, why am I attracting all these men with short penises? <laughs> you know, and we knew immediately we couldn't go in right there, but 
I thought about that thing all the way until today, y'all. And the answer was, we, you should be asking yourself, why don't you know how to make it grow? You know what I'm saying? Like every woman should be looking at a man with a short penis and say, oh, I can handle that. I can handle that. You know, I can, I know what to do. I know how to change his diet. I know about his pathways. I know about his mental condition. And I do have the book called Get Your Shit Together. You know, I wrote it. But, and and that's really where it's going to come in to play at is the women have to step up. Now, I'm getting ready to give something away right now, y'all. They, they, uh, blog Talk may try to shut the whole network down when I say this, but and a lot, <laughs> a lot of men, a lot of men are gonna be upset, and women already know this, but I'm trying to get the men to stop acting so retarded about this particular thing I'm getting ready to say, like it's a big secret. But men do everything for women. They get they, they buy clothes, they put deodorant on, they pick different toothpaste. They start switching up on their health care. They do all of that for the quality of the punani that they're going to get. And the women know this, but they pretend they don't know. Oh, oh, I didn't know you were buying that big car to get my attention. No, I wasn't even paying attention to that big Mercedes Benz or that big Rolls Royce. I wasn't looking at that. No, no, I wasn't looking at you on the cover. They do that, you know, and I'm asking the women to say no more punani until you let me teach you a little something about your body. And then the men will sit down at their feet, Indian style, and say, Yes, ma'am. You know, whatever whatever they say, but the but the women just the women aren't doing it. They aren't doing it. They're just saying he's gotta come equipped, he's gotta have everything together. But, you know, it don't work like that. You know, this is not this is not that particular utopian society. So I'm really encouraging the women to write the book and make the man read it. You know, write it and just, just lay it around. Now, if you're an advanced sister, you can learn all these things and just do it to the man anyway. And he'll say, okay, I realize why I need to be doing these things. And he'll notice the difference. Because a man with a short penis is there's no way in the world that after two weeks of working with him, he's done got about four inches of growth that he's gonna stop listening to you. You, ladies, yeah. How many how many men do you think if they get a woman that shows them how to get four inches length added to their penis, they're gonna just stop listening to what she has to say? Not one. Not I mean zero zero. He ain't going. Nowhere. You ladies say, well, we got to feed him good and I got to whip it on him. You make that, I'm going to say this in the, in the in the street form, you make that man dick grow and make it stay long, even when it ain't hard, he ain't going nowhere. He ain't going anywhere. You, you're going to have to try to give him a pass to get out of the house. He, he, he He's not moving. And the other part I wanted to add for the men is not only – is the, the male Kegel, Kegel exercises and the Qigong's going to enhance the quote-unquote, um, what do we call this, the, the 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 moment of something. They call it like in the movies, the climax or the, the moment of whatever. But it's also, it's also, 
it's also going to magnetize your blood cells and going to start pulling high-end opportunities towards you. So earlier when y'all said, look, save it. Wait till the right time. Watch the moon cycle. But in between that, you can get some money or some prosperity. But if you always leaking your seed, masturbating twice a day, four or five times a week and all of that, your blood cells are going to be weak and you're not going to have the magnetic quality. That's a part of the tantric lifestyle that I love to tell people about is outside of the bedroom. How how are these things helping me outside the bedroom? What man can't do with an extra $1,000 a week in his budget? Does that sound like something, um, the pleasure principle to you, y'all, with the extra thousand uh, well, uh, uh, give you pleasure per, per week, y'all? Well, I, I, you know, I'm not talking about me because, I, I, you know, I spend so much time talking about manifestation and healing and all like that. Right now, I'm just trying to hit the man at the pleasure place, at the uh, pleasure uh, place. <laughs> and I'm just saying, look, if you don't do it for no other reason than for your own personal pleasure, but do it. Do it. If you, if, if, you know, I mean, why do we think short term? Why do we say, I can't do that because I can't, I got this really cute girl and I got two other girls I'm working on, and if I don't get out here and service them every week, they're going to go somewhere else. What you got to say to yourself is, okay, I'm 28 years old. I might live another 50 years. Let's take a few months and invest it, and, and upgrade myself. What is so, what's so hard about that? Uh, that, I mean, to me, I always say the conditioning, the conditioning of um, where we're at right now. We, all, we always want to have the microwave, you know, the microwave oven, has spoiled us, and we want it immediately. We don't want to. We don't want to do the work. You know, what I'm saying the the temporary work. I mean, I mean, it's not temporary, but you know, you don't have to work like five or six years to get this down. You know, but you do have to put some consistency with it, and 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 that's the part. You know, like you said, that that kind of gets confusing. Why why are these men not even willing to do that? This is, you know, I think a lot of it is they're just not aware that stuff is out there because they haven't tried to learn. They haven't reached out. They just assume that it's not there, but it's like they have this concept of if I don't know about my iPhone, I get out here and learn. If I want to play Halo 3 and I'm not good at it, I'll go online and learn about that video game, how to play it. Um, if I don't know about my car, I'll get the Clinton manual and read up on the, the high-speed turbocharging and the, the, the new ignition system. So they are willing to invest the time to learn these things or to learn the newest versions of these computer softwares. They've got to take the same attitude toward their reproductive health. It's just it's not, a, it's not an option anymore. You've got to do it, period. You hit below the belt right there, y'all. When you start talking about somebody's PlayStation, y'all, you hit below the belt. 
I'm sorry, but that's just the reality. If you, I know, I know grown men that spend two hours a week figuring out how to upgrade their Halo 3 skills. A week. They will spend $70, not for the game, but for the, the, the videos and the stuff and, the, and the, the accessories to the game. And then have a below-par sex life. What kind of lesson is that? Wow. Now, are you telling me that no men have raised their hands to ask questions yet? Is that what you're telling me? Uh, uh, silent, silently, I am telling you that. It's, 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 <laughs> I didn't want to mention it. You see how I'm trying to carry the conversation and give them time to raise their hands. I want to applaud all the ladies who are, you know, have, have, who are listening and saying, I'm going to take this and improve on my skills. So let me give them an applause. Oh, I know what it is. Let's see if we can do this and see can we get if we can get one man to press one and raise his hand. I know that one man out here that can call in three four seven two zero five nine zero eight nine and press one and ask a question. We got it. <laughs> <laughs> Who is this brave man calling in to Original Native Radio tonight? Please identify yourself. Somebody trying the best to keep their mouth shut and just enjoy the show. <laughs> <laughs> Who is this? Nobody else wanted to do it, so I guess I had to do it. Oh man, this <laughs> I'm gonna let him. What, go go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Huh? What, what's your name and what city are you from? Uh, my name is Scotty Cogdell. I'm calling in from the wonderful city of Fayetteville, North Carolina. Hello. Yeah, go ahead. What's your comment just, question? I was just wondering, why is it that men don't? take that time for themselves. Cause like my teacher told me, if you don't have at least an hour for yourself out the day, something wrong with your life. You need to change it. What do you think is the problem with the reason why men want to not pay attention to something that they claim to be the most important thing in their life, their women? It, 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 I, I always think that I know and then when I ask me, and I find out that I don't know. I, I don't know the answer to that. <laughs> Wait a minute, y'all. You mean to tell me you've been all around the world five or six times, you studied with some of the highest-end masters in the world, and that little simple question, you, you don't have an answer? I don't got the answer to that. Wow. Wow. And, that... and, and one more quick question. Don't you... And, Maybe not rhetorical, but don't you think it would be very beneficial if every man at least took the time out, if not to master himself, but to master the art of being a very well-versed, cunning linguist? (laughs) Oh, shucks now. 
Okay, but okay, let's 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 look at that. Let's look at that. So the best form of Kundalini, the best thing that you can do to the clitoris is before you suck it, stimulate it, raise the energy in it. And you do that with your finger projecting tantra energy underneath the clitoris. And if you really see, if you really want to take Kundalini to the highest art form that, that it's capable of, you stimulate all of the nervous energy in that whole ganglia behind the Kundalini, behind the clitoris, that is also, by the way, attached to the ovary and the G spot. You stimulate that ganglia. That a ganglia is a, a, a central complex of nerves where all the nerves terminate together. And there's like a little substation, like an electrical substation. So that's several ganglia there. The one that's connected to the, the, the clitoris is also connected to the G-spot, bladder, and a bunch of other stuff, especially the ovaries. Now, a lot of men are probably already expert at, at that, at, the, at, the, at, the, at what they actually do to it. And what I'm saying is to get the woman to get the most out of that, you want to send tantra energy into that ganglia before you administer the target. And I'm telling you right now, that's one of the secrets to squirting. Somebody should say amen or something. From one vegetarian to another, amen. <laughs> praise, G- praise white Jesus. No, praise the pink lips. <laughs> I'm telling you. And catch the so second why, flow. Why do you think so many men are 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 have have have, have taken Kundalini to another art form? Why do they think so many men are so invested in Kundalini? Why? Because they only know half of the game. <laughs> so you think they don't know about the vaginal thing? That's why they're getting so into the, the Kundalini part of it? Uh, probably. And they like said, like how the conversation started, they don't take the time to work on themselves also. They need, need to make sure, which they should be doing anyway, dealing with the cunning, cunning linguists and warming the woman up and stimulating all the chi down to that particular area before it diffuses through her body. But then when it gets to that point where she wants to be in coitus, so to say, to speak, and they're not ready to perform the rest of the act. So, Kylie, do you think we should have a special workshop on Kundalini on the ninth at Myopi Spot? Do you think we should address the, the clitoris? Do you think we should pay special attention to the clitoris on September the ninth when we're in Winston Salem? Do you think that that's something we should do? I think that that is a very Good idea. Let me go over here and check with my supervisors. Uh, yes, they said they they with it too. Okay, my supervisors just said they can sign off on that. So, I think that on September the ninth, I mean, if we're going to be talking about the genitalia reflexology and giving them a sample of that, we definitely need to pay some attention to the clitoris. 
but also the lingam massage. You know, I think that they made some may that also may need to be included as well, just to keep the energy balance. You know, man, I'm telling you what I heard. I heard on good authority that one of these females out here practicing tantra has started to work specifically on the lignum, projecting tantra energy right into the head of it in public, showing women how to do that. Has, have you? Heard, has anybody heard that? I don't know, but my phone number is three three six five eight seven one two one five, and she can call me immediately. <laughs> so okay, so we're going to have a special workshop. Wait a second. So we got to do one of two things. Somebody has got to bring to the spa a model of the female genitalia for us to demonstrate on to show how to do it, or either some brave woman. I don't even know if we can say this. Has got a volunteer. As the guinea pig, uh, what's it gonna be? Wow, I know it's gonna be interesting. That's what I'll say. It's gonna be interesting. <laughs> it's gonna be interesting. I'd take up the volunteers at the um, particular venue. Because <laughs> our teacher did with us, brother Kyer, he had to go to Cancun to publicly announce it. So I would save that for the seminar. Right, 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 right. We will definitely, we'll definitely keep it local. But I, I was, um, I don't know if anybody's heard of Mama Gina, but Mama Gina did both. Mama Gina from the uh, the School of Womanly Arts. She had a uh, event up in New York, uh, year before last, and she not only had a model of a vagina. But she also had a uh, volunteer come up, and they had a um, they had a um, um, a camcorder hooked to a big screen TV, so you know people could actually be walked through the process. And I mean, these men were sitting on the edge of their seats. It was about it was about it was at least two hundred men in there, and about two hundred and fifty women. And all the women were, you know, dressed in lingerie. It was, it was, it was, it was out of this world. I mean, so that's that's why it's for the mature crowd. Now we're not guaranteeing that that's going to happen because, you know, some people are, you know, they get kind of squeamish or whatever, which I don't understand. We're in 2012, and you don't really want to look at a vagina right now, or maybe you don't want to um, study the anatomy. But this is the way that it was been done for thousands and thousands of years. You know, our teacher said he had to study the vagina with a candle, with a candle. So these, you know, these practices, if people are really serious about the art and science of Tantra. Bring um, a flashlight. <laughs> right, bring a flashlight. <laughs> flashlight. So, you know, if, if somebody in North Carolina, has got a genetically, I mean, uh, um, <laughs> I can't even talk now, um, um, uh, anatomically correct model of the female genitalia. They should bring it to Nikima, my spa. Nakima's got one. Nakima's got one. They ought to bring it. And no, Nakima has it. Nakima has it. I'm, I'm on it. I'm on it. And if, if the woman doesn't want to be completely naked, what she can do is wear one of those really sheer bathing suits 
so that you can almost see through it. And we can show people that way through a bikini. We can, that, that, she don't have to be completely naked because we don't actually have to get inside of a thing to show people how to do it. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, you know, I just throw that out there. I know, you know, people ain't necessarily trying to get that raw at a, at a public event, but, and I'm cool with that. But if they really want to, you know, if they really want to have that experience and they want to see how to do it, you know, they need to bring that, that it needs to be anatomically correct, you know. I mean, it's easy to get a dildo, a, a penis model. I mean, any pleasure shop has got that. Uh, the blow-up doll is not going to work. I know a lot of men out there got the blow-up doll. <laughs> That's not going to help us. <laughs> Because <laughs> we need to see the, you know, we need to see something that's a little more accurate if we're really going to teach, you know. Because I mean, this is not entertainment. It might be entertaining, but we're really trying to do something that's educational here. And I, I don't see why, if 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 that's if it's so much of an importance to men, why they don't really get with it like that. But uh, so. Anything else that you want to comment on? Any other questions? But uh, anything else you want to talk about? What do you think uh, women feel? What do you think the prevailing attitude is about women in terms of which they prefer, the kundalini, the, the kundalini, or vaginal penetration? By far, they prefer clitoral stimulation, at least first before vaginal penetration. Okay. Then it mm-hmm. depends on the woman also. But I like to cover all bases and take my time. Like Frankie <laughs> Beverly and Mae said, if you want to be my lover, there are two things you should know. I don't want to be a fool when I really like to take things slow. <laughs> um, I like the sound of that. I like the sound I, of that. What I like to do is... um. I like to use the universal law of what women want. Women want one thing. They want choice. You know, the brothers should start asking these asking these sisters, which do you want first? Sometimes you have a women who, um, you know what I'm saying, they want the cunnilingums first, and then some say they want the penetration. So um, especially maybe like women who do a lot of masturbating. They may not be interested in you, you know, going down on them like that. They may want the actual, or they may want the actual real deal intercourse. So I like giving the woman the choice and seeing what her answer is, and then oblige her. That's what. That's just. That's just from the Kyrie camp. That's just one of my own personal strategies, and I'm not going to be giving up all my little secrets here either. Yeah, it just well, ain't over until she says it is. <laughs> Well, here's the thing now. Here's the thing that I got a question for the two of you gentlemen. Okay. I understand this whole debate between vaginal penetrate and the kundalini thing, the kundalini. kundalini. Uh, now, here's the thing. The market for female sex toys is off the hizzy. They, got, they, they can't sell them fast enough in the stores. They're delivering them. They're shipping them out uh, on eBay and everything. Women even buying used ones. Now, here's the thing. Are some of these sex toys 
designed especially for clitoral stimulation. Because that's going to really tell us what the woman really wants. Are these sex toys designed for vaginal penetration or clitoral stimulation? Depends on the ones that they buy. They have some that women use that cater to both at the same time. And it's a lot of the ones I see that are designed for women's clitoral stimulation that women have told me, it's so intense it actually desensitizes their clitoral stimulation. Whereas in a well, tantric experience, it should be a full body experience. Like, it doesn't just start in the genitalia. Well, the, the most of them vibrate. It's the vibration that does it, not the, you know, not the mechanical motion. Most of these things vibrate. They give a rhythm. They give off a vibration that tries to stimulate the same vibration that the perineal muscle emulates during orgasm. And so what the, what the, what the toy does the mechanical toy, is it vibrates that whole area so that it, it equates itself to what the perineum stimulation during orgasm, that fluttering, and that that's what helps bring about the orgasmic pleasure. But are they doing it inside the vagina or on the clitoris? That's my question. It depends on the toy. I'm, what I'm saying is, which is more popular? I think that's going to tell us which form of sex is more popular? I think it's time for some women to start pressing one right now because all we're doing I, is speculating. Yeah, I don't use the toys. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies, we need you all to press one and come in and give us, you know what I'm saying, give us uh, and bring some flashlights in or some torches. I see y'all over there uh, laughing and giggling in the chat room. Can some of you press one? And let us know, you know, what is what is the what is the preference? You know, inquiring brothers want to, inquiring tantric gods want to know. So the call in number is three four seven two zero five nine zero eight nine. But we still have uh, we still have uh, Houston on the line. Let me see if we can uh, bring her back in and uh, let her give us some clarity on it. She's still on the panel riding with us. Uh, Hi, my dear. I'm here. This is Tori. So, Tori, you've been listening to the conversation tonight. Uh, what do you want to add? Well, my favorite toy is the for clitoral stimulation. I have worn out plenty of vibrators in my day. <laughs> wow. Yep. Do you think that's the predominant preference? Yes, yes. When usually when women have discussions about toys, it's mostly about vibrators. Hmm. Uh, this is the question. Do, Tori, do you think that after using it for several months, it desensitizes that area so it's harder for a man to stimulate it? Yes, and that's why my husband hid my vibrator from me, so I can't get it anymore. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he literally hid that mode. <laughs> yeah, he did it. I can't I can't use it anymore. <laughs> wow. Well, if you're married now, now you don't have to answer this if you don't want to, but a married woman who you would think that she would be able to, you know, get you know, get sex when she wants to, 
why would she have a vibrator that she's wearing out? Not just, you know, maybe she wants the man to use it. You know, I've had some women pull some toys out and was like, you know, can we use these? I'd be like, yeah, but I'm not married. So in a in a situation where you're married, um, how does that particular situation come about? Well, a couple things. One of them is that that's the way that I relax. It puts me to sleep. And another thing is that sometimes you get impatient. You do get desensitized, so it takes longer for a man to do it with his tongue. So you get impatient with the man. It's like, okay, get out of my way. My toy can do it faster than you. And, you know, then I can roll over and go to sleep. Wow. Yeah. I'm asking. That's a whole whole other show right there. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. And I see it's a little, and and I'm so happy that Tori, you know what I'm saying, was woman enough to come up and give us the answer because nobody has even raised their hand to make a comment or anything. So, you know, I love applauding. It's awesome, baby. Yeah. Tori, I got another question for you. Okay. Do you think, do you believe, based on your friends and conversations and just general knowledge, that there's a difference in the way women respond sexually based on the region and the country that they live in? In other words, do you think women in the South or the Southwest or in the Midwest or the East Coast or the North, do you think there's a major difference in the way that they have sexual preferences in the sexual toys and the vaginal versus the stimulation based on the region they live in? No, I would say so. You think it's universal? Yes. The clearest wins out? Yes. <laughs> but don't you, but, but to me, the clitoris is the one part of the woman that's the most like a penis. Right. Well, McKenna Valletta, she has a video all about the clitoris, and the male species doesn't have a part on their body that is only focused on pleasure. The clitoris has no other purpose but pleasure. Men don't have that, or no one one else on the planet has that. And there are more nerve endings on the clitoris than any other part of the body. I beg to differ. Oh, that's, okay. That's well, not the me. only use for the clitoris, but I agree with you. It has the most nerve endings, and it is about pleasure. But I think it has some other uses as well. But I won't get into that tonight. But but that okay. that is uh, real, real interesting. That I mean, I agree with you. The the men don't have a corresponding anatomy, but uh, I mean. Do women stop and think when they have these? When you're in the salon and there's no men around, or you're at the bridal shower, or some of these other venues that where the women talk, women talk. Is that you, Kyrie? I don't know what happened right there. I hope that wasn't me. 
Are you still there, Corey? I'm still here. I'm waiting for the noise to go away. Right? Hold on. Let me see what's going on here. Scotty, are you doing that? Because I know that's from your song. How did that happen? I don't know what that was. It's not on my end. Okay, I found it. Here's the thing. When women are in the salon, <clears throat> and they're all women, and they're talking about sex, do they ever think that because the clitoris stimulates the part of the women's DNA that's connected to her male side, her yang side, that it's going to make her more yang if you overstimulate it. Well, I'm not saying that you can't overstimulate it, but if you vi- the vibrations, if, it's, if, if you use a lot of vibration on the clitoris, a lot of vibrational um, stimulation on the clitoris, it's going to wake up the male side of the woman. Do women ever say that or talk about that? No, no. Why? Um, maybe because we didn't know. We didn't meet Master Yao. <laughs> I think definitely it does. I'm not okay. saying that that's a bad thing or a good thing, but I think that if you focus on clitoral stimulation, you know, to the, uh, to the abandonment of the vagina, I think you're going to bring forward more of the male yang aspect of the woman and suppress more of the feminine um, side of the woman. Mm-hmm. The, clitoris, okay. the clitoris really is, is, is a teeny tiny penis is what it is. Yeah. Or or could we say that the penis is an elongated clitoris? We could say that too. It's a super clitoris. Right. And I, and, and, and I would see how uh, we wouldn't go with, you know, that's the only purpose for the clitoris is for pleasure because then we would have to say that that we would have to have to say that would be a similar purpose for the penis. Well, I mean, getting pleasure is a good thing. I just, um, I think that's a conversation that women need to be having. In other words, there's always a cause and effect. Now, um, I'm all about good a good clitoral time. I'm all about, you know, waking that clitoris up and doing X, Y, and Z. But I think that, you know, we need to have conversations about these things in terms of the overall impact. So if the woman's got a perfectly good vagina, I don't think it should be ignored. So I'm not saying we stop clitoral stimulation. I'm not saying that at all. In fact, I'm saying let's take that joint to a higher level. And at, on, on September the 9th at the Mayotte Spa, I think if, if somebody brings that stuff with them, we're going to have that discussion. However, it appears to me, why would you let a perfectly good vagina go to waste? Hmm. 
Wow. Wowzers. That's that's oh my fault. That what that question wasn't for me. Let me be quiet. Well, it wasn't a question. I'm just I mean, anybody can, can comment. Say it there, you got something to say? Oh. Is he still on the line? Hold on, let me go back and get him. Hello? LaRock. Yeah. I was just going to speak about this general anatomy lesson, which I'm glad y'all will be going over that at the um, seminar, where our anatomy is basically the same. Like the male's testicles are outward ovaries. Because when we ever been kicked in them before, you feel the pain in your gut, but the woman has her ovaries. And the penis is just like the clitoris. And ladies, when you stimulate yourself, play with it like you would play with your mate's lingam, with your mate's penis, and watch your reaction. We're just, our guts are on the outside. Yours are on the inside. Oh, shucks. Now, somebody else I had given up the jewels. <laughs> it's all good. Um, We do have another caller in the queue. Caller from the 623 623- Three three two. Your mic is open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Hi, my name's Teresa uh, TT Neffer, <laughs> and I was just calling because, well, first of all, nobody else was calling in, so I thought it was an interesting conversation. So I wanted to put my two cents in. Well, thank you for calling <laughs> in. Let's hear your dimes worth. Go ahead and put more than two cents. Come on, give us a dime. Well, um, my thought is that my it's been my experience that um, when I've been with a male who really um, was focused on uh, stimulating or the foreplay with the clitoral involvement, that just really helped, um, you know, get everything nice and juicy and ready for the penetration. And then once, if he if he was doing, um, I guess, doing it right, um, then it's more likely that the full body orgasm would be achieved because you have both things, the, the clitoral and the vaginal stimulation. And um, if he could... Uh, I guess I would say go deep enough <laughs> and and stay you know stay hard long enough, then a full body orgasm is more likely to be achieved in that way. Which is why most women, I think, if you ask women, what position are they most likely to have a, a true tsunami type of orgasm? It's usually women on top. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> well, because then we're more in control of that clitoral stimulation as well with the vaginal um, stimulation, how deep, you know, what angle, um, you know, this, that, and the other thing. <laughs> Do you think that the, the tsunami orgasm is brought about the depth of the penetration or the way that the clitoris is stimulated during the conversation. You know, I think it's just it's it's a matter of of all things working synonymously um, at the right time, the right effort, the right the right vibration, the right frequency. It just all has to kind of be in order. You know, especially if you if you know if you're working with somebody who really doesn't understand the energetics of it. 
but yet and still they are open enough and pliable enough to go with the flow, so to speak. You know, there are just some men who just, they're just happy to be there, and they're just going to do whatever they, you know, whatever. If, they, if they see a smile on your face or the woman's face, you know, they, they get more relaxed. Like, okay, here I am, take it, you know, instead of the one who's all tense, like, ooh, I'm finally getting me some, I'm going to get it, I'm going to get it, I'm going to get it, you know. Um, it's that way that the woman can control, you know, whether she needs five seconds of more cruel stimulation. Now she's going to go to a little bit more of the tracing and, you know, that wasn't getting it. Let me go back to step one. You know, however she needs to do it. But I, you know, the issue with that that I have is that the thing that's going to keep the man hard and keep the man in the game is the energy the woman gives back to him from the vagina to the penis. Because she can't do that with the clitoris. In other words, you know, the clitoris is on the outside. And so once the man is inside, the woman has to send the energy back to the man. And that's what keeps him in the game. That's what's going to keep him left the longer. So it seems to me that that... that I can I can see the woman want to be on top. I got that. But it seems to me that if the woman has got, if the man is just you know stimulating orally, the woman that has no ability to send the energy back to him. Of course, she can then orally stimulate him, but that's not the same as having the penis inside and pumping the energy into the penis and all that nerve, the nerve associated with it. And, and and fully energizing his reproductive system. Do you agree or disagree? Yeah, well, and, and that's getting into the energetics of it. And like I said, I don't. I mean, there's a lot of men who they they don't get that. They don't understand that. And you know, that that's the problem. <laughs> but remember, but remember, like we said earlier. Is not the problem that the men don't get it. The man is not the teacher. Man oh, is not. Man, man's not the natural teacher. Woman is the natural teacher. The mammary glands dominate. Like well, that's, that's why I'm saying that if if man is is into the woman enough to be able to lay back and relax and study what she's doing. Oh, she she at this angle, or she's moving at this pace. That's how she must like it. That's how I will proceed. Um, you know, no time on. You know, when she, you know, you know, whatever happens, happens. You know, when she's going to move this way or that way, I'm going to move that way too. But that comes with the man really being into her and watching and paying attention. You know, I mean, a woman can't make a man pay attention unless she really, you know, slaps him around. I guess. Nobody. They follow me, you know, but that's kind of, you know, most people don't take the time to do that. They just want to get hot and heavy and go back to sleep, like the, the young lady said earlier, get it over with so they can go to sleep because they got to work tomorrow. But this is absolutely correct because in traditional tantra, the man is never on top. The missionary position came when the English missionaries came into India and started having sex with the local women. And it's about your sensitivity. And how relaxation is the key. Follow her. 
Yeah, that's but, the only. You know, I mean, there are, there have been times where, as for for me personally, I could achieve a good orgasm being in a missionary position, but the man had very good upper body strength and could hold his upper body up, while I was able to um, with my hips work from underneath to stimulate both the, the clitoris and um, get the right type of penetration that was going to work together to get that type of orgasm. Okay, but you know? this, is, this, this is the part where I have to step in, and a lot of women don't like it when I say this. When I say, even just because you have a vagina, there are a lot of things you don't know about it. You're not going to have a full body. Every woman is not built to have a full body orgasm based True. on... Based on based on physical penetration or stimulation is not going to happen. It's not going to happen. So I don't want people to listen and say, "Well, Kaya's not saying nothing, so he must agree that there must be some angle or some position that a woman is going to be guaranteed to have a full body orgasm." It's not because she can have all the stimulation she wants. He can do all the right positions that he saw somebody else doing, but. Eighty-five percent of women are not having orgasms during penetration, and that's because she doesn't feel safe, and she's not relaxed, and she doesn't feel protected. So we're not gonna. So I'm not going to allow the conversation to be turned into a uh, a discussion or tantra to turn into a sexual position show, because it's much. Yeah, well, much I wasn't trying to go there. I, what I was just saying is that because the conversation had started with you know, whether we like clitoral stimulation versus vaginal stimulation and don't forget the vagina and you know, that's that's where the conversation I thought was, was going. Um and I was just saying that, you know, I think at at some point some women and I'm not saying every woman because I'm different, that's why I use myself as an example. You know, I'm not like every other woman and every woman is not like me. But I find that, you know, you you're not gonna leave either one behind. The the clitoris and the vagina should both be considered, you know, you don't you don't wanna just focus on one or the other. It's a whole thing. Like I'm a whole person. I I have a clitoris and I have a vagina and they are connected, you know, and you, you don't want to just focus all the energy on just one thing. Okay. Um, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Everybody, please call in. We only got 60 seconds. The after party is getting to crunk up, 347-205-9089. If you are not calling in, the show will stop streaming in 45 seconds. So you need to be on the line. Yeah, I can't go much past 10 tonight, so about 10 after 10, I'm going to have to get off. But I want to really chime into what she's saying because, of, you know, one of the things that needs to be said here is that when women have orgasm, whether one, multiple, or whatever, whenever they have an orgasm, they send an energy back to the man. And oftentimes, this energy causes the man to orgasm, to ejaculate. Because women, what they do is they hold on to the energy and they release it all at one time. And it's such a rush that the man can't control himself. He orgasms. And I'm saying that the proper way to do it is the woman should be giving this energy back to the man throughout the entire process. And that that's what's going to help the man stay erect, 
And that's what's going to help the man stay in the game. And that's what's going to help the man to really give his best performance. And I, I and just wonder if... This is what, what I found. Sorry to cut you off. I didn't mean to cut you off. But this is what I have found that um, when I engage in a, in a relationship and it's a, you know, a long-term, I don't, you know, it's not like a one-night stand thing. I, if I have a relationship with somebody, it takes about, I would say, a good month or two of consistent, you know, um, love making to find out what arouses and, and he's watching me and I'm watching him getting to know each other, there comes a point where we have them together, where we, where we are coming together, and that happens almost always after that point, because at that point, you know each other, each other, you have trust, and you are able to tap into that frequency and give that energy back and forth, and, and it's amazing, that, and to me, that, that should be the goal. That is tantric. So, yeah. I, I I partly agree. I I think that uh, you know it's very important that that the energy be focused on, that we think about the energy transaction while all of this is happening. And I think that people focus too much on the physical mechanics and not on the energy movement, and that they can get much more benefit and pleasure out of paying a little bit more attention to how they're uh-huh. moving energy around um, so that if, 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 if the man projects energy into the clitoris of the vagina, he's going to get so much more back. And if the woman projects energy to the man, rather than storing it up, she's going to get so much better outcome. So is what you're saying is that by like giving the energy back, as the woman is being aroused, she is uh, gathering energy, and that her focus then should be sending it back to that man, so that circulating the energy is the key. Absolutely, the man should be giving the woman. He should be be consciously projecting energy. Whether it's to the clitoris or the vagina, he should be constantly projecting energy, consciously. And that the woman also, as soon as she starts to feel aroused, she should also be consciously pumping energy back to the man's reproductive system. Hmm. Okay. Instead, mm-hmm. instead of this, you have a, a, a build up to a climax. You have a constant, you have a more uh, steady stream of climaxes that are not as intense as the one final one, but it makes the whole thing last much, much longer. And the man has more climaxes before he ejaculates and has a much harder erection and has a much more pleasurable experience, keeps him more engaged, more present, and allows him to do things that maybe he normally wouldn't be able to do. I see. Okay, well, I mean, it's, like I said, that is, it's something, I think, you know, that is a lot of the, the energetics of the matter, and that's, that's where the practice comes in, is people understanding and learning 
you know, how to project that energy. That seems to escape many people. Well, that's, that's, that's the job of people like Kyrie and myself, to teach that. And people have to be willing to learn. But I understand women should be talking about this in the salon. They should be bringing this up and talking about these subjects. I agree, definitely. And remember how this entire broadcast started tonight. The first thing Yao said was, she gongs. Qigong's means breath work. Breath work. That's the standard English translation for Qigong's is breath work. If you're not doing your breath work prior to the intercourse, how can you practice during the act? It's like trying to train for a marathon when you're already running. Right, right. You have to practice. But it's so many people who don't, who who have been misled or don't think that it's important, or I can pop a pill. That was one of the questions we had earlier. Why are men not taking more time in this? Because they know they can take a pill. We're a pill-popping society. We're a pill-popping society for women and men. And we're not interested in doing the work. We're lazy. That's why our teacher told us Tantra is not for everybody. It's not for everybody. Like the lazy studier, this is not for you. It's not even... not even yeah, I was I was so lazy and tired, you know, because we have so much to do. And I mean, I, I don't know about anybody else, but you know, working full time, and then your mate works full time, and then you know, I don't have children, but I know a lot of people. They have two or three children, and they're getting them to school and getting them to the ball game and trying to find entertainment for them. And by the time they get home. You know, it's just pull out the toy and hurry up and let's get it over with. And that's the and and that is the misunderstanding of life and money. It is a sin. It is a sin to do all those things. You just talked about a straight sinner to do all those things, and you don't love any of them. Anything that you do that you love, you never get tired. So if you're doing something that you are getting tired all the time, then that's not that's not that's not yours, right? And get the Get the book, um, uh, Big Bucks. Get the big, get this book, this book called Big Bucks. It's the best financial tantra book I've ever read. It doesn't even use the word tantra or anything about sex, but the principles of doing things you love is what's most important. So this energy, remember what what, what is tantra? Managing your energy. What did you just Absolutely. describe? You, you just described someone who doesn't know how to manage their energy. Well, I see it all the time. I mean, I I work in an industry. I'm a I'm a nurse, and I work where I see the effects of stress and what it it kills people. It literally it kills people, and I see that. And you know, for me, that's that's been my mission is to find a way to show you know for myself and to show my children that you know you you don't have to live that life. You are better than that. You know, and I'm not saying you, you know, you got to go out there and pursue, you know, riches to the ends of the earth, but at least follow your passion so that you don't have to feel like you're working and laboring for the rest of your life. 
you know, because it literally, I, I, see, I have people who uh, they have traits, you know, with, which are tubes in their throat, tubes in their belly, tubes coming out of their rectum, tubes in their their uter, um, their urethra, you know, for their pee. You know, it's 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 nuts. It's absolutely nuts. You know, and and after being in the healthcare industry for 18 years, I decided that's something I, I can't do it anymore. I can't consciously and spiritually do it anymore, and I'm working my way out of it. Now, wait a minute. You said you're a nurse. Is that correct? I, I'm an RN. So I'm a registered nurse. I'm also a certified um, herbologist, uh, certified herbalist, and nutritionist. Do you know that one of the top five sexual fantasies is that nurse dressed up with those white fishnet high heels and showing a little cleavage? That's one of the top five sexual fantasies. Did you know that? <laughs> so now, is, is, do any of these nurses ever show up for, for their, their, their special patients? I'll admit because I'm I'm pretty free free spirit in that respect. I had a patient who was blind and he was about um, seventy eight years old and he was he was frail and um was blind and I could was scared and I was over him to put an IV in his arm and trying to calm him down and <laughs> my my breast happened to just kind of rest in his open hand and I really didn't wait, 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 we got to freeze that image. You're saying you're trying to put an IV in him and your breast accidentally now, were you wearing a white fishnet at the time that this happened? I know he's blind, but I, I just want you to help us with the visualization a little bit. It, 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 it wouldn't have mattered because he was blind. He was blind. But, but, but <laughs> did you have on the high heels? And how high were they? Were they four The funny part was that the the reason why I noticed it was because I'm looking at his face, and all of a sudden his face relaxed, and he took a deep breath, and he said, "Ah." And I looked down, and I saw my I saw my breast resting in his hand, and and I couldn't even move it. I I didn't even want to move it. So did you feel a little energy coming out of that breast? Did you feel a little pulsing energy coming out of that breast? Like, you know, did you feel that? You know, at that time, I I realized that he felt it. So, you know. I was really feeling it. So, so in other words, now, this whole thing about this whole, the nurse fantasy, you know, uh, do you think you could teach that to other women? No, that was a one-time incident. I mean, you know. <laughs> well, you know about the abundance model, right? You know about the abundance model, right? I'm sorry, what was that? The abundance model. And and so now, 
I mean, you you don't know. I know you you don't want to say it on the air, but I bet you've got an authentic, sexy nurse outfit at home. No, 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 I don't. I really don't. No, I try not to mix business like that. I don't think you're telling me the truth. No, I've never, actually, I've never done that. I mean, I don't think you did it at the hospital. But no, no, not even, not even playing around. I, you know, it, it's funny that you should say that because I've never. I guess when I get when I get out of work, I leave work at, at work. I don't want to see scrubs. I don't want to see a scope. I don't want to see a speculum. I don't want to see any of it. Okay, yeah, yeah. You, you, you're taking a wrong approach to this. But wait, yeah, yeah, you may yeah. be asking her. You may be asking her the wrong question. Let me try. Since you're not since you're not wearing the white fishnets and the nurse, are you putting on any outfit and wearing? Oh, okay, well, I just I just got myself a pair of patent red leather red patent leather pumps. <laughs> well, you can wear the red patent leather pumps with the nurse's outfit. Red goes with white. You know what? I thought about that. I thought that that you know that would work this. Sometimes, if you don't laugh, you'll end up crying. 
Yeah, but that's yeah, but the healing energy of, of Tantra, too. Like, what do you do with the energy when you're not having sex? The sexual energy is still in there. And, it's, and the goal is not necessarily the orgasm. Your being is the orgasm, and that's how we all got here. How do you use that energy in a positive manner to help other people? At least that's my take, a little bit of the part of my take on it. Oh, I agree. I mean, that's that's how I that's why I say I have my fun when I'm at work because I use you know I'm well I have been celibate for uh, almost a year now and uh, I just started calling in the sexual energy again and calling in a partner and I use that when I'm at work you know um, and people often ask you know how come your patients are behaving and how come your lights aren't going off and, you know, how come this is happening? Because that's how I have it. That's how I walk in. That's that's what I wake up with. You know, okay. I'm good. You've been saving up your sexual energy for a year and you're telling me you don't have a sexy nurse outfit at home? <laughs> that's a male fantasy, though, see? That's a male fantasy. <laughs> What's wrong with that? What's wrong with that fantasy? I'm just saying, you got your white, you got your red cups and everything. Well, you know what? I'm going to take your advice and and I'm going to switch it up now and I'm going to go get me an outfit. I think some man. Now, are you anywhere close to Winston Salem, North Carolina? I mean, I'm going to work those red pumps, you know? I mean,. The, the the friend that I was I was calling in he he bought those red pumps for me and I think that maybe you know I had a return. So I challenge you to wear the red pump and the sexy nurse outfit to my office bar for September nine. <laughs> I wish I could make it. I wish I could make it. I think she's I think she's on the I think she's on the West Coast, but any of you ladies who are on the East Coast who are interested in wearing a sexy nurse's outfit and some red pumps or and some um, or any type of stilettos, any color, we are not prejudiced. You are welcome to come in that manner and 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 just be free. You know, what I'm saying tantra is about living free. So come now. Now you can't come in in no jogging pants or some tennis shoes. We gonna get your money back. We're not having that. But we could have a sexy nurse outfit contest. Wow. That's a mariachi spot. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. It's yeah. awesome, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Look, and if I start saying that we need some men, we need some male judges. It'll be two. It'll be a line outside. It'll be 200 men outside. Well, I want to tell you the one thing that us nurses, because it's primarily women nurses, what we find sexy is um, when the surgeons come in and they're wearing these um, really thin scrubs and they have these nice tight bottoms and the scrubs just kind of, you know, just kind of loosely fall off of their, their, their bottom side. I, it just we we just sit there and watch them walk all oh, day. Want to get a pair tomorrow, uh, uh, Scotty? I'll pick you up in the morning. I pick you up in the morning, Scotty. <laughs> no problem. I'll be playing. Bring an extra pair for me. I got you. We get different colors. Any color y'all like? 
Is there any color y'all use? Well, mostly it's that baby's blue, the seal blue, you know, kind of. Or or an off, yeah, like a light blue or the green. The light blue is nice. Light blue is masculine. Yeah, but it has to be it has to be the thin cotton sheeting type. So well, I have to do some clinches to get my butt out nice and firm. You got yeah, you gotta do that. You gotta you gotta have it high and tight. <laughs> you got a picture of me at your desk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to. I'm gonna dress. I'm gonna dress. <laughs> So I thought I was the only one holding it down for us high tight butt brothers. No. <laughs> so I'm gonna take my cheek on posture tight here to make sure I get high and tight. Oh, oh Ronnie Mudra, brother. Oh, I'm what I'm That's I'm Ronnie Mudra. I'm gonna be bringing a snake projects chi. Oh yeah. We're gonna do about yeah. Uh, let's say we do about 30 of those and see what happens. So we're going to have a line of brothers don't, don't out on the balcony. We're going to have a line of brothers out on the balcony in blue, Persian, wow. uh, and we're going to be doing the, the, the anal clinches. <laughs> see, that's that's right, right there. That's that's nice. Hey, Kaya, show them the the Tai Chi jog. That works with the preliminary qigong and tighten up that buttocks region. And I'm gonna be in the D.C. area in that time period, so I won't be able to make it. Ooh, ooh, ooh! He, oh, uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, that man just threw y'all an alley oop. Y'all don't even understand, like. What I, I hadn't even thought about that. Thank you, thank you. I I got. Hold on. Where, where's my damn stuff at? Yep. <laughs> it's awesome, baby. Yeah. Tai Chi jog, snake projects chi. That's gonna that's it's gonna be pumping. It's gonna and then a nice micro then a nice microcosmic orbit, and then the uh, the sexy nurses and pumps contest. Wow, my back is sweating right now, just thinking about it. <laughs> That's exactly what we're looking for, some sweaty backs. Exactly. <laughs> and, and also also because we do give you the facts here at Original Native Radio, I'm sad to inform you that you have not been celibate for one year because your mind doesn't know the difference between doing it physically and not. So if you had a... <laughs> If you had a dream or if you played with yourself or masturbated, you may say you are abstaining, but you abstaining, are abstaining, yes. Right, but you are not celibate. No, you are right. And that man yeah, who bought you the pump, make sure you go ahead and um, you know, uh show some show some loving, healing appreciation. Oh, definitely, definitely. I I got I got I got a whole curriculum. <laughs> So all the nurses out there, the takeaway from this is when you're when you're putting in any kind of procedure that requires you to bend over the bed, you're gonna to have to you know you're gonna to have to make sure that you strategically place those breasts in the right places and project some energy, and your patients are gonna get better much quicker. 
<laughs> yeah, wow. I mean, it was coming from the heart center and everything. I mean, it was all right there. Wow. I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> I have now started wearing sports bras so to keep everything where it's supposed to be at work. You wanna wear that little white corset number that pushes a button. That's what you wanna wear. Right, you got tenure. You've got tenure. You're not a you're not a uh, CNA. You're an RN. You can do what you want to do. That's right. Uh, it's a tough job. It's a tough job. I got to be prepared for battle when I go in there. <laughs> you got them submitting with what you're working with, and I've seen your uh, I've seen some of your pictures, so I know good and well I'd healed if I was in there. Well, you know, we try, we try. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have to sign off here in about three or four minutes. Do we have any other calls? Any other questions? Nobody else. Uh, I think some people saw us having so much fun, and they say, well, it must be done for the night. So we still got a couple of other people hanging on, but I think they're just they're just over there laughing and rolling in their seats right now. We did have um, the brother that's in Charlotte. Uh, to, he, he he had called in to tell me about uh, uh, some venue information. So it does look like we will be in Charlotte, North Carolina, um, the end of September or early October. So you all go ahead and mark your calendars, get ready to take some more time off. And look, when we say time off, that doesn't mean less money because time on with Kair and Yao means more money. Listen, more champagne to your campaign. We're not going to have you come and just be missing work, but not being able to attract more prosperity and more abundance. I'm telling you, the last section of this workshop that we're going to do on September the 9th is all about money baskets and application of the energy. So we're not going to let you just come in there get all horny, get all moist and wet, learn a lot about Tantra, and then walk out and not have some intention set on manifesting some huge gains for you. Huge. So those of you who are coming, please start making your wish list and keep it, you know, bring it in your clutch bag, put it in your wallet. Have your wish list ready because we're going to be utilizing some of this sexiness. We're not just asking uh, the ladies to come in with the with the short skirts and the nurse's outfit so we can just look at them. We want to bring up some major kundalini so we can all bring up some major dollars and cents. Yao, can you help me out here? I, I'm absolutely with you. It's a manifestation piece. That's a special private thing that we're going to be doing this fall on several occasions. As a matter of fact, since you mentioned that, I'm doing a special condensed class. This coming Tuesday in Baltimore, that's August the 28th, I'm doing a special class at the Crossing Town House, and one of the components of it is manifestation. So it's normally just a private group, it's for a special group. So it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a two-day class. It starts August the 28th, it's the first installment. So if anybody, you know, is interested... Go to my Facebook page and contact me or either um, 
send me an email to the, the Kemsa333 Gmail account. So uh, we do from time to time do private things that we don't really announce. Time. We don't really advertise it a lot of time. This is something that came about, you know, on short notice that we're doing for a particular group. And and it's for the most part, you know, it's kind of a private thing. But at the same time, I'm going to open it up to the Tower of Council family. If anybody wants to be included, the costs are very reasonable. Uh, it, it starts it's, it's, it's during the week now. This is during the day. So, you, you know, we're going to start about 11 o'clock, and it's going to go all day until we finish what we need to do. So if anybody's interested in it, they can contact me. It's normal. Also, go to www.masteryow.com and order the book, Awakening the Master Feminine. That's, that's what all of this is based on. And stay on my Facebook page so you'll get the latest updates and the latest happenings and links to all kinds of good information and whatever. I want to thank all the guests who called in. I want to thank Coach Kair for having the program and having me on. Uh, relaxation is the key. Don't forget that. Remember that Tantra is the way to help you achieve the highest and best version of your life. And with that, I'm going to sign off. Namaste. Appreciate it. Namaste. Namaste. Pot out. Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. We have had an awesome time tonight. Um, I am, like, just giggly tonight. I definitely appreciate uh, the grandson of Maggie Roof for falling up in this joint tonight. You know what I'm saying? Her birthday is tomorrow. And your daddy's birthday. My daddy's birthday is today. Big shouts out to Arthur Lee Carter and Maggie Ruth Carter. It's awesome, baby! Two giants on the in the afterlife right now. Two giants, two light skinned giants in the afterlife right now. And um we definitely want to always honor our ancestors because um without them practicing some tantra in some way, shape or form. Uh, we may not even be here. So we appreciate and we honor and respect those masters that came before us and strive yeah. and follow the example. Um, so we're just glad everybody tuned in to Zoom in from the West Coast, the East Coast, from Mars, Venus, and Neptune. And like I, and if you can come out on September the 9th, please go over to the thetantriclifestyle.com and get your advance ticket. If you need to reserve a room, Let's just say you're over there manifesting with the brother who bought you them red pumps and you hit the lottery the next day. So those type of things can happen. And you say, I'm not coming to work that week. I'm not coming to work 8, 9, and 10. I'm going to be out of town. You don't have to pay full price for a room. You can get in contact with my IT spa, and they have a, a hookup with discounted rooms at the Windsor. Very nice four-star hotel right down the street from where we're going to be having it at. So, you know, maybe you can come in. Is this also the first Friday in Winston, too? The ninth is on a Sunday. Sunday, okay. But they might have some other venues going on also, like before or after the seminar. Well, we're having an after party with a DJ on the roof. Well, there you have it. So, Anna, 
we're having what we're having a tantric birthday after party. <laughs> That's the place to be. <laughs> Where there is a um abundance of hot towels, dripping oils, and experienced hands to go around. So either there Very in California. <laughs> it seems like you know what I mean? I mean it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's hey, gonna be um, by any chance, do you? I'll be in the Baltimore area in November. Is there anything that you know of going on in that area? First weeks of November. Sure. I mean, Master Yao stays in Baltimore, so he. Oh. Uh, we're um, you know, we're we're like we call the HNIC crew. You know, we make things happen. So all you have to do is just, you know, just reach out. Let us know ahead of time where you're going to be at. Just like if you're going to be in North Carolina, you know, you just you just let one of us know, and then we can set something up. We'll 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 make it around your schedule. Well, okay. Well, yeah, definitely. Well, yeah. The the person who bought me the red pumps has invited me back to Baltimore, <laughs> so I'll be there. Smart man. Smart man. Well, we, you know, we we working on things. <laughs> I'm, I'm working on showing them. Some energy work. Let the church say amen. Well, well. Well, well. Thanks, everybody. I will will keep in touch with you. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Also, thanks. Big shouts out to the 229 area code, uh, 202-586-817 and 347 for hanging in with us for the entire show. Thanks for everybody in the chat room. Uh, Hermeline, definitely respect our goddess. Everybody who stayed on for the entire show, who caught the beginning. Big shouts out to all the people who've been downloading the shows. Thanks for us um, listening tonight as we kind of lighten the show up. You know, we're we've 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 had so many you know super super serious shows. Uh, we were happy to be able to come in tonight and you know lighten some things up for everyone get down to the pleasure principle, and next week we may even do a part two to the pleasure principle side of Tantra to get everybody uh, prepared for um, for our event on the 9th. Also, uh, they're going to be in, Yao's going to be in Houston. Kair's going to be in Atlanta next weekend. So the 31st and September the 1st, I'm going to be in Atlanta. So if anybody needs to schedule some type of healing work or a consultation, or some qigongs or tai chi or meditation, please don't hesitate. My phone number is 336-587-1215, 336-587-1215. If you want to see some of the services that I also offer, you can go to coachkappointments.com. And, yeah, I'm going tomorrow to go try to pick up some of those scrubs and uh, see if I can add some all, even add my own champagne to my own campaign and see how that works out. <laughs> um that's about it for me. Uh Sifu, you got any um you got any uh shout outs or you got any comments? How how'd you enjoy the show tonight? I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Dealing with the um physiology and anatomy of what goes into Tantra, discussing the fact that Tantra isn't just sex, you use it to manifest other things in your life. Pretty well rounded and not too too serious because that kind of kills it. <laughs> what does Sunyata teach us? What does enlightenment mean? To lighten up. Light. 
Lighten up, baby. And with that, special for a special song to take y'all out of here, when you lighten up, you know what kind of things may happen to you. So I don't want anybody to get it confused. So we're going to let y'all leave out the scene tonight with a little bit of end result. And we'll talk to y'all next week. See you Tuesday at 8, Wednesday at 9, and Thursday at 8. Peace. What I say every day, the sun sets just like clockwork to put the Glock to work and putting body to stand still, man, it kills me. Taking a life is like taking a shit. Hit or miss, niggas are playing guard, trying to rob and steal. That's why you gotta guard your grill. Like a bobby, you cause them harming you with just like honeybees swarming you. Vocally arming you with my responsibility, it's killing me. Bigger than all these niggas, see they fly. Taking a Steven Seagal and falling. Falling to the wayside when you try to call I fall. When we was little, nappy-headed niggas in the projects. But now they carjack, wait on income tax and unsafe sex. Yet yeah, they tend to flex like solo for the low low. Smoke same thing, no no, not this time. Niggas around my way can rhyme. So fuck that country shit, we done a bunch of shit. And yes, you heard of this out of this world like ET. Coming across your TV, extra terrestrial, straight from ATL. You know what I'm saying? They want to sing, keeping this thing alive to the tables what we bring. We like hailstorms and blizzards in the middle of the spring. Extra terrestrial. Out of this world.